What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On the Mat Radio with Bobby Chulo. Go there for for a minute. No, why did it get cut, <laughs> cut out for you? I no, I, I dude, I don't know what the, the heart rate just keeps going up. I think I get excited when when uh, when before the show starts or whatever. But anyways, oh, that's for the, true. For the people listening to us, you're here. You're at on the mat radio. Back on Thursday, a couple people called and said, "Hey man, what happened to the show?" Uh, what I said, "Dude, we moved to Thursday. You know, don't forget, uh, we're on Thursday. Whatever. Oh, okay, okay. So." Back on Thursdays, uh, don't forget, you can check us out every Thursday right here on Blog Talk Radio from 7. We, we, we're we booked till 8.30, but it just depends on how much. Yesterday, we pushed it almost to the limit. You know, Cody Rhodes? Yeah, the last time, it was almost like we had like four minutes left. Yeah, that was that was crazy. But um, oh, real quick, don't forget, you can go also go to onthemat.com. Check out all the latest information, everything we got up going there. And, of course, uh-huh. mylucky.com. Make sure you check that out. So, uh, real quick, before we talk about our guests and who we got coming on or whatever, uh, Cody, did you get a chance to see uh, Bellator? Bellator was actually on uh, the Paramount Network, which used to be the Spike Network. Did you get a chance to see any of that? Uh, no. I've been wor- well, working the, the whole time. Julia Budd fought somebody who I knew that was going to be. Julia Budd is just, just a straight beast. Uh-huh. I mean, she could she could go. That That girl has never in her life been out of shape. I mean, she walks around in shape 24-7. That's why she's the champ. But the best part of the show was when they go to, you know, wherever they go to do, to do their shows, they have the banners of each champion. So uh-huh. they brought out Rafael. Well, they were in Oklahoma, which is his hometown. But they brought out Rafael nice. Lovato Jr. They talked to him, and then they unveiled the banner uh, for him as the 185-pound champion. Oh, and this is, what wow. makes, this, this is what makes me mad, okay? They, you know, he, he won he that fight. Yeah, I mean, well, no, well that too. I mean, hey, honestly, you can't really blame him because not, not so much that that he's a big shot order, but like if he has a fight or whatever, he doesn't just come home after that. He does like two or three seminars out there, you know, he's or whatever. Cause it was in London, yeah, London, England, or whatever. I mean, the dude is just in so much demand that he just makes a whole thing of it. Okay, I'm in London, then I'll fly here, then I'll fly here and fly here. Oh. So he doesn't get home till at least a couple of weeks after. He has his fights, you know, so well, we'll get him on here uh-huh. talk, talk a little bit in between. So uh, the thing that makes me mad is uh, right away people say, oh, uh, Musashi deserves a rematch. He, he deserves a rematch because it was such a close decision or whatever. That, that kind of makes me mad because then they kind of making it seem like he didn't deserve that belt or whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like if it was a close yeah. decision, that means that it was a good get fight. Ex- exactly, exactly. So, um that just kind of makes me mad. And you know Rafa, that guy's cool, man. He's like, yeah, no problem. You know, whatever, if it's a rematch, whatever you guys want to do, I'm totally down or whatever. So uh, it remains to be seen what happens. I think I, I think they're going to put him up against somebody else if I, if I don't remember. I remember, albeit vaguely, that I remember them saying something about it. But that's pretty cool. But the thing that's huge, Cody Rhodes, is they're going to have uh-huh. the big um, lightweight, featherweight tournament or whatever, and it's going to start at, at the Forum in Inglewood. Uh, and Nice. Henry Henry Corrales is in there. Juan the Span Spaniard Archuleta's in there. All who have been. Do you in the have show. any hookups still uh, over there? Uh, you, well, you know what they usually what happens is, 
I put in for, for press credentials, and then the last oh. two times I got denied. I don't know why. But then when they have the open workouts, they had the last open workouts at Metroflex because uh, oh. Antonio McKee's uh, son, AJ, was fighting. And when I talked to him, they're like, oh, yeah, bro, you know, we, I don't know what happened, and blah, blah, blah. And I go, well, I'm covering sure. the weigh-ins too, not just, not just the fights, you know. And, oh, yeah, 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 no problem, no problem. So hopefully they'll have the uh, open workouts out here somewhere. I'll go to that, go talk to him, find out what's going on, and then hopefully everything will come about. Because I, I believe A.J. McKee, I, I'm pretty sure he's in that bad boy too, or he's got a a, a title fight or something. Like I mean, it's going to be huge. This one coming to the forum is is just huge. And especially when you have Archuleta and, and Henry Corrales and on them on the card, it, it's going to be huge. So looking forward uh-huh. to that. So we'll keep everybody updated on that as well as we'll try to get them i want to try to get them on early because you know once you get into fight camp and all that they're like oh dude you know we don't we don't have time or whatever which you can't really blame them because they're getting ready for the fight so definitely look forward to that now uh real quick before we continue on i got to give you the lineup you know we had um uh richard Ariola on here and talked to him about uh fight to win and all that Seth uh-huh. Daniels was was gracious enough. He's like, dude, yeah, if you want to come down, cover the fight, sure, sure, come down, cover. It's going to be huge. I definitely wanted to go. Uh, Gio Mendes from uh, Martinez from Tenth Planet, who we had on the show, he was on there. Uh, DJ Jackson was there. I mean, it was huge, huge. Couldn't go, and it was due to circumstances beyond my control. I can't even begin to tell you what happened. But but you know, luckily I found out early enough that I wasn't going to be able to go, so I, I shot him an email and said, hey man, I really appreciate it. We'll definitely continue to cover, you know, Fight to Win because it's so huge and it's got so much going on. He's like, absolutely no problem. And I said, hey, well, you know, since you're continuing on, you got one in Minneapolis and then you got one in Philadelphia, why don't you come on the show and we'll talk about it. He's like, yeah, absolutely. So Seth Daniels, um, I want to call him the promoter and the producer of, of Fight to Win. I don't know his exact title or whatever. I would like to talk to him about the matchups. You know, if if he's actually the matchmaker, because if he is, that guy must be either watching videos day and night or going to different gyms to check out. Because you know, not only here does he match him up, but uh, there's one in Minneapolis this coming weekend, and then they're going uh. to Philly, and there's all these matchups. And which is smart, which we need to talk to Giovanni Varela. They're mixing uh, some super fight judo matches in there too. Ooh. So they're kind of make, okay. yeah, they're 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 mixing it up. So we'll talk to him about that. Get get all his. Uh, Get all the thoughts and everything, and figure out exactly what's going on with that because it's 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 starting to become pretty huge. You know what I mean? Hold on, I just messed up my screen. Sorry about that, Cody Rose. I was gonna uh, try to right. do some. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm, I, dude, I'm. Hold on a second. Let me get my uh, IT guy Stop right here real quick. <laughs> Jessica, can you come here real quick? I gotta get my IT person to come and fix this for me. So, anyways, he got him coming up. Got him about seven fifteen or so. He's out in Colorado, so it's actually eight fifteen for him out there. And then about 7.45 or so, we're going to have on Chris Brown. Can you help me get out of the screen? I don't know what the hell I did. Uh, we're going to have Chris Brown on, who had a big fight at LFA. Um, uh, yeah, I got to see just the, the, the tad bit. No, it's, it's a mixed martial arts uh, website. Oh, perfect. Got it. Thank you, IT person. So um, got him coming on. He, he fought at LFA. I got to see just as they started the second round, and he had a sweet uh, TKO. And Chris Brown, I've known for quite some time, but when I went to go look at the, when I called his fight the last time, it was uh, 2016, 
That's how long oh, wow. ago I, I got to see him when I worked for King of the Cage. So I got so much to talk to him about that because when we saw him, he was actually working. We were coming from Albuquerque, getting ready to head back home, and we saw him working. I think it was for Delta or Southwest Airlines or something uh-huh. like that. And uh, one of the cameramen goes, hey, man, this guy's really good. He's training at Jackson Wink. He's going to be you know, really good or whatever. Then I got to call one of his fights right after that. And then he's he's in LFA doing really well. So gonna get him on, talk to him about you know coming up in the ranks, paying your dues because he you know king of the cage, amateur fights, yeah. and then he had some professional fights, and then he got that call from LFA and, uh-huh. and did really well. Took took full advantage of of getting that call from LFA. But Cody, as you know, we talk about that a lot a lot over here about uh-huh. being ready to go or whatever. Like that. Now you got I don't to. remember. Yeah, I mean, we talk about that all the time. If you're in shape and ready to go, man, you're going to get that call. I mean, I'm telling you, there's just sure. so many shows going on and and, uh, and stuff like that. Now, I, I don't remember. Did we last week talk about the big fight that um, Tito Ortiz is going to fight Alberto Del Rio? I don't recall that. <laughs> I thought I thought we might have talked about that in the news, I, or maybe we said it briefly going going towards the end. But the, the, it looks like it's booked. It's going to be for Combate Americas, and it's going to be Tito Ortiz against Alberto Del Rio. For the people who don't know, of course, everybody knows who Tito is. But Alberto Del Rio was at one time a, a mixed martial arts fighter. He fought in Pride. Um, uh. He ended up, yeah, he he fought. Uh, what's his? Guy? I can't remember his name. The the Russian guy Milo something whatever. I can't remember his name. And he got head kicked. He actually fought mixed martial arts with the custom made. Uh, Lucha mask in that one. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, dude, but he got he got head kicked really, really bad. I mean, he bleeding through the mask, and that's when you know it's not a work. Cause they ran in and took that mask off right away. And, and yeah. Crow so, uh, Cop, Mirko Crow Cop, he fought uh, in Pride. Man, was too, he's a, he uh, his background is judo, and he tried to close that distance, but he got just got caught with that kick, uh. Uh, and he fought him right when it was he was in his prime. So you know. He is a legit fighter. Then he yeah. went pro wrestling and did really well there. And you know he was uh, left the WWE, went to AAA, and then kind of made a deal with the Combate Americas as the president and spokesperson or whatever for it. Um, so I, I think Tito's thinking, hey man, this this is going to be a, a an easy fight for me. I'll put this guy uh-huh. away, whatever. And I was saying, I don't think so. I, don't, I think, you know, Alberto Terrio is going to give him a fight. Or, dude, I got massive emails. <laughs> And messages and people say, "Are you nuts? Tito knows what he's doing. He ain't going. He's going to fight somebody who he knows he could do damage on, or whatever." And so, I would say, eighty percent of the people that that emailed me and and stuff like that said, "Tito's going." I don't think so, man. Well, as it as it gets a little bit closer, we'll, we'll delve. Is that the word? Delve a little more into it, and and you know, try to get some background and see what the training is. I, I don't even know who. Who Alberto Del Rio trains with or whatever. So we'll have, as it gets a little bit closer, we'll have to check that out and see. I, I, uh-huh. I mean, if anything, it's it's going to be a draw for just for the simple fact that people want to see what happens, right? Yeah, for sure. I would. So, people make fun of pro wrestling, but a lot of that goes on. I mean, you could be the best fighter in the world, but if you don't draw people, you know, you're going to get pushed back to the back of the line. So they see this as some sort of attraction. That's gonna draw uh-huh. people, and I think I think it will. Just for the simple fact that people, like me, I, I have it in the back of my head, man. I really would like to see Del Rio do well in this fight, even if he doesn't win. Just give him a hell of a fight, 
bloody him up. Kind of like Floyd Mayweather. You know, everybody wants to see that dude just get bloodied up. They don't care if yeah. he wins or loses. Yeah, yeah same thing with that. I think that's that's going to be the draw or whatever. But anyways, let's go ahead and take a quick break. I'm going to take a couple of aspirins because I, can, I don't know what's going on. Heart palpitations. I think I, 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 I you don't even drink energy drinks anymore, Cody Rhodes. I don't know what the hell's going uh-huh. on. I, sure. I think I just get excited when the show starts or whatever. But let's take a quick break. I'll shoot Seth Daniels a, a text, see if he's ready to roll. If he is, we'll talk to him. If not, we'll talk a little more news, and uh, we'll be right back. Just take us to a quick break, Cody. We'll be right back. I'm trying to put, we'll be calling you in about two minutes, and I ran everything all together, so it just looks like a mumbled bunch of, of letters. Hold on a second. Um, you know how it is. Yep. Hold on, I just screwed up. Oh, my God. I have the thing on, I just, my whole sentence just came out. I don't think, well, <laughs> I'm going to kill this real quick. Hold on a second. Okay. Okay. No problem. So, um, I shot him a text, let him know that we're going to be calling him in a couple of minutes. So, because it throws them off sometimes when when we get that uh, New York number coming in or whatever. So hopefully, hopefully he'll be able to pick up or whatever. So let me see here. We're yeah. Gonna, hold on, real, hold on a second, man. What the heck am I doing here? Might have to call my IT guy again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call. Hold on a second. Jessica, when you get a chance, come here again, please. I, you know what, dude? I don't know what. I haven't jumped into the 21st century yet, but anyways, for the people listening to us, you're here, you're at On The Mat Radio with Favi Chulo, struggling as I am, and of course, my man Cody Rhodes, bringing us in and out, getting ready to talk to Seth Daniels, uh, talk a little bit about Fight to Win, we were talking a little bit earlier, some news, you know, and stuff like that, it's funny because I was I was checking out, um, Chris, hold on a second, you know what, I was trying to send it uh, uh, via voice, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, recognition, and my whole sentences came out on there. So can you just erase that for me? Yeah, my IT person's working on that right now. But oh, that's <laughs> go nice. ahead and give <laughs> go ahead and give Seth Daniels a call. Let's get maybe he can maybe he can help pull me out of my stupor. All right, let's see if we can. Go ahead. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a drink and try to pull myself together real quick. All right, sounds All right. good. Let's see if I can find his number. <clears throat> Hopefully I shot you the right one. You don't have a bad appetite. Oh, I know you do. Let's see. Perfect. Boof. <laughs> Done. That's perfect. Thank you. Man. Thank you. It's a good thing I have my IT person with me here. Or else I'd be in big trouble. Hello? Hey, Seth, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Yeah, hey, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, it's beautiful. Real quick for the people listening to us, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with your host, Favi Chulo Cup. I'm at Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now, somebody who I've been wanting to talk to for, for quite some time because I've been uh, – what's the word I'm looking for, Cody? Uh, is it infatuated or whatever with how, how great these fight-to-win fight cards are? Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I would say infatuated <laughs> or impressed. You know, Seth, I, I got to tell you, man, uh, we're talking, Cody Rhodes and I were talking before we went on the air, and I was telling him, 
And in the opening, too, I mean, now, real quick, uh, for the people listeners on the Matt Radio, what's your official title for Fight to Win? Is it promoter, producer? What's your official title? Uh, well, on paper, it's CEO. Um, okay. I'm oh. the only owner okay. of the company. Okay. Uh-huh. So, but I also, um, I guess I'd be the promoter, matchmaker, DJ, and DJ would be yeah. the jobs I do. Nice. Well, that's that's what I'm talking about because we had um, Richard Ariola on the show, and he was you know uh, on to promote that big super fight that he had on there. So as I'm doing my research, you know, to talk about it, I see that card, and you got uh, Gio Martinez on there, who we had on the show, DJ Jackson, who we had on the show. I said, dude, this lineup is stacked, and I wanted to go so bad to cover it because it's good to cover it, and then we come back on the show and we t- talk to the people about, you know, how well it went and stuff like that. Unfortunately, which sucked, I wasn't able to go. So real quick before we get into talking about, because, I mean, there's no rest for you. They, I mean, you got Minneapolis coming up, and then right after that you got Philadelphia. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about that, because, I mean, to to have a card that's that stacked, are you just – going to eat to gyms and checking out people in person, or are you just watching video till 2 o'clock in the morning to, to set these match up? I mean, how does all that work? I used to do that um, <laughs> when we first started, you know. We were getting like maybe 100 people would apply for each show, and I'd, I'd look them all up on YouTube and Instagram and check their stuff out, but I pretty much know everybody now. So yeah. I only really have to look up like some of the newer people because like – a show like L.A., that last one, of the, you know, whatever, 70 people that fought, probably only 20 of them never been on the show before. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's not as hard as it used to be, but it's still super time-consuming and stressful just to set it up and stay on top of everything. You know, that that's the hardest that's the hardest part. Yeah, and, and we – we talk a lot about this on on, on the show, you know, because we've uh, been doing this for quite some time. It, it it's just it's amazing how jujitsu has evolved, because we, we talk a lot about to that with like Geo and and those guys and and uh, actually uh, Casey Halstead, who's one of the Tenth Planet instructors. Uh, we're talking to him and we're saying he was telling us he goes, baby, it's, right? yeah, he goes, it's just amazing how now you can actually make a living doing jiu-jitsu you do you could do a fight to win or eddie bravo invitation or something like that get you get your recognition you're actually making some money and then you know you can open up your own place and people know who you are and, and stuff like that now now I, okay real quick before we get to that i, I, I gotta tell you man uh, i was going through all your your stuff getting ready to do the research and and you kind of caught a lot of slack about saying how great uh, 10th Planet was. You said, you know, this team's really good. They deserved what what they got, you know, enough. So, so I saw you caught a lot of slack about that. Can, can you talk a little bit about that? Because us here at the show, we've gone, had people go back and forth. A lot of people say, we don't like 10th Planet because they changed the game and they, you know, it, it's not uh, jujitsu and it's purity and all that. But then we have other people who come on and say, hey, man, if it wasn't for that, you know, it wouldn't have brought jujitsu up to the forefront as it is now. Now people are recognized, they're getting paid, stuff like that. So give, give us your thoughts on that real quick before we continue. I mean, I just posted my opinion. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, what my, my, my post wasn't really about the skill set of the 10th plan of people. Um, it was about how they are as a team and how they are to work with, you know? Yeah. Um, I, and I, I do think that they're, they're great. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm really good friends with Eddie. 
And um, I've like I've worked with hundreds of tenth planet guys all over the country, and they're always cool, you know. And they catch a lot of slack, and I think a lot of it's from people that like are told that it's like not cool, you know. Because it's like, especially if you're like a white belt or blue belt, you hate tenth planet. Like that's passed down. That's like passed on bigotry. You don't even yeah. know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unless you were yeah. around like the OG days, like before the Forrest Griffin fight, like, yeah. you don't even know what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. So, it's yeah. just, like, it's a little bit frustrating, but at the same yeah. time, like, I don't really care what people say about me or whatever, you know what I mean? I don't care if they talk good or bad as long as they're talking, you know? Yeah. Hey, yeah, there's no such thing as bad. The more they talk about, the higher my chase goes. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I, really, I really don't care. I mean, but, but when, it comes to, when it comes to that, I, it, it was honestly, I knew what was going to happen when I said anything positive about them, and it was yeah. just really fun just to troll everyone, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's true, like you say, because we we get that here. And I always, when I have those guys on, because I've had Eddie on and and Gio Martinez and, and the Boogeyman and those guys, and and when I talk to them, I tell them, man, I, I hate that whole Tenth Planet Jiu-Jitsu. And they're like, what? And I go, because I'm fat. I go, I can't do it. I'm not limber. You know, my background's like, they go, dude, that's the misconception that people have, that, it, you know, you have to be like this Gumby that has to have all this, you know, uh, limberness and all this stuff or whatever. He goes, but if you come down and, and, and work with us, you'll see. It's not it's not so much that. You just got to stick with it, keep going, and, and you'll get there, you know. And I didn't, I didn't uh, for lack of a better term, I didn't take that too seriously until I went down there and uh, went to 10th play, but at the one in Long Beach, and uh, Chai Sirius is the one who runs it over there. And yeah, I, I know Chai. But yeah, and and I watched it, and I saw. You know, they don't just go, okay, get down, and you're getting into this position. Where they they work with you, and so so I think it's like you said, there's a misconception. You got to check it out, or or it could be, you know, they just don't know, like you said. So it it does make a huge. And plus, but, you but know, why, too. Why, so, why does it even matter though? Like, yeah. why does it matter if if people want to go to Tenth Planet or if they want to go to Henzo, especially if you don't even go to any, like I'm a Henzo black belt, right? Uh-huh. So it's like, who cares? It's just different jujitsu. It's just, it's just different styles of grappling, and people get so butthurt about everything nowadays. It's like there's <laughs> anything that doesn't 100 percent agree with their opinion. Yeah, it's the end of the world, you know. Yeah, so and, whatever. And, I don't really care. And you know, if you start to have some some type of success. That's when the haters all come out because they're seeing that that's successful. So you're gonna have to deal with that e- either way, you know. Which I'm sure everybody has to deal with. But real quick for the people listening, so you're here, you're at On the Mat Radio. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com, check out all the laces information as well as mylucky.com. Make sure you check that out. And you're with your host, Fabi Chu. Look up my man Cody Rhodes, bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now, Seth Daniels. Huge, and there's no rest for the weary. Just finished the big show in LA, Fight to Win, which is uh, in the, at the Commerce Casino last Saturday, but it just keeps right on moving because now you got Fight to Win. It's going to be out in Minneapolis. For the people listening to us, it's going to be Saturday, July 20th. It's at the Hyatt Regency, Minneapolis. It's at 1300 Nicolette Mall, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, there's going to be 40 submission-only fights, which is huge. That's a lot. So if you want more information, you go to ftwbjj.com to get all the latest information. And, and if you want to go down and check that out. Now, talk about that a little bit. I mean, you must have to you know, travel and, and – we we know what it's like to put on a show and 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 what it's like to you know uh, 
get everybody weighed in and, and all this stuff like that. So, you know, uh, are you getting ready to take off uh, today, or when do you he- actually head out to um, Minneapolis? We generally leave um, the day before the event at, like, 6 a.m., and uh-huh. then we get there, and then we go right to the venue if we can, start setting up, and then uh, do the weigh-in from 6 to 8, go eat, go to bed, wake up, at, you know, get back to the venue at 8, do the show, tear it down, you know, pack it up, 2 a.m., go back to the airport, fly home at 6. It's only, we're only gone 48 hours a week, and then we have two truck drivers that drive to the next city. Man, that's that that's that's a lot, man. That's a lot of stuff people just don't know. Um, and now also besides that, which which we talked about, and when we we like this, you mix it up not only just with the submission, grappling, and jujitsu and stuff, but you also have judo matchups in there. Now, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something real quick. I was and and I've said this before on this show. I didn't believe in judo at all. I thought it was dumb. <clears throat> and I was always like, man, you got to have wrestling and you got to have jujitsu because you got to get them down. And and when Rhonda first started coming to the forefront, her mom, uh, Ana Maria, did a seminar out here in Corona at Gracie Vara out there or something. So we actually went to go cover it, and then we stayed to watch the seminar. And my my partner back then, he was pushing three bills easy. He was about 298 <laughs> or so. And she said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to use him for a demonstration." I said, "There is no way he, you know, he is going to crush this little lady." But man, she was digging those hips in, and he went flying. And I, I mean, I really sat there and all. And then when I talked to him, I go, "Dude, was she work?" He goes, "No, dude, she dug her hips in. Out, there was nothing I could do once I was up in here. I just went you know over. she was better than Rhonda, right? Oh yeah, I mean, she was amazing. She's a and I've been champ. a champ. Yeah, I've been a believer ever since. So talk a little bit about that. What got you? Did you just want to mix it up a little bit, or, or tell us a little bit about that? No, well, I grew up doing judo. I was a 10-time national champion and a high school national champion. I lived at the Olympic Training Center, and um, it just broke my body down too much, the sport. Yeah. Um, like, I could barely use my hands when I was 19, and my hips were gone. And it's, it's a very brutal sport. It's much, yeah. much tougher than judo is. And um, I just had a conversation with Nick DiPopolo earlier this year when he didn't get his funding from the Olympic Committee to travel that we raised $10,000 for him in like 24 hours. And I was talking to him, and when I was talking to him, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start putting judo on my event. And then um, I thought I was going to get like some pushback from the uh, U.S. judo, and they were super cool about it. And um, like – tried to help find me guys that would do it and stuff like that and let you know we're totally cool with me like never even said anything about me making up my own format and my own rules and doing it however i want like they're just happy to have anybody talking about judo and having people watch it especially the way i'm doing it it's exciting as hell you know yeah watching people get picked up and slammed it's, it's you know it's yes. what it's the reason and the main reason also on top of that is like not only the fact that these guys are just incredible athletes that are in a really tough sport that doesn't get enough recognition, it's that the two main things that people cheer for at my events are flashy submissions and huge throws. And that's yeah. all judo is. Yeah. Yeah. It, and you know, it, the submissions think, come on fast and the throws are insane. And I think that's what makes the difference because um, – Kayla Harrison, she's starting to come to the 
forefront now. Man, she she closes that distance just like Ronda did, and when she tosses people, boom. I mean, they just get tossed, and and it the people just go nuts. So I think now, well, of course, since Ronda's been you know involved, it's really starting to bring it up to the forefront. And now that Seth is bringing it into these some of these super fights, like he said, I think it's just going to even get a lot bigger. Plus, it mixes it up. You know, you get to see a lot of different stuff. So personally, I think it's great, and I'm, I can vouch for Cody Rhodes because we've been to Giovanni uh-huh. Varela's and actually did some techniques with them and all that. That sport is no joke. You get tossed, and they did the same thing to me, Cody. Remember that little that little uh, guy no. that they had? Well, I, uh, no. I forget his name, but but dude, they dig those hips in, and you you just go flying. But hey, awesome, totally awesome. But anyways, to continue on, then it just doesn't stop because the following weekend, uh, Saturday, July twenty seventh, you guys go out to Philadelphia. Now, I mean, how how the word so what I'm looking for how uh, important is it that you have these matchups already done because you must do do you actually get any sleep because you got, you know they're one they're one right after and you, when a, you have forty matches that's part. a lot uh-huh. yeah well I mean it's all about time management it's about yeah. knowing how to put a show on knowing how to keep it exciting and knowing the like it's just like a lot of trade secret on how I'm able to pull off what we do but. Yeah, I get behind a lot. Like I'm really behind right now on a lot of stuff, and it's it's, <laughs> it's mentally mentally it's pretty crushing to be honest with you. It's the hardest yeah. part of my job is keeping up with because I I'm not like a single person that like lives in an apartment. Like, dude, I I got three kids, you know, and it's like I I got it. I come home and I got family stuff to do, and I got kids that you know I got sports games to go to and things to coach and usually yeah. I'm training and fighting myself but right now you know I'm coming off all these surgeries so it's just like it's a constant battle of, of trying to figure out how to get everything done and stay on top and sometimes shows don't do well and it's usually because of me you know but luckily yeah. you know we most of the most of the fighters are pretty uh, patient with me and they understand you know how heavy we're pushing right now and especially with ADCC it's just there's a lot more on my plate than uh, that I've ever had before, and I'm just I'm doing the best I can, you know. Yeah, and it's and, and it's, can do. it's pay, yeah, it's paying off because everybody like when we had DJ Jackson, that's all he talked about was fight to win and stuff like that. So it 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 is getting out there, and that's why we have people like you on the show because we know what it takes to to put on a show and and you know and to to get everybody weighed in, and then this guy gets hurt, so you got to look for somebody for for this opponent and stuff like that. It really does take a lot. Now after all that. Then now we're talking September 28th and 9th. That's the big one. That's the Abu Dhabi Combat Championship. Um, it's the yep. World Finals. That's going to be out here in Anaheim, California. I, I am telling you right now, I am definitely going to check that out. I, I've always wanted to go uh, check out the Abu Dhabi uh, Combat Championships because that's the main. Now, is it still the main um, no-gi grappling? I mean, that's like the pinnacle, and I know they were having some, uh, like it was different. They were They were heading all the way out there to, to Saudi Arabia where they were doing it, but now they're coming back out here. Tell us a little bit about, about, more about that. Well, the ADCC World Championships is essentially the Olympics of Commission Grappling. Right. So you, there's eight people that qualify by winning trials. Um, you know, there's like two in Brazil, two in America, one in Russia, one in uh, Asia, um, no, I'm sorry. There's, so there's six people that qualify, ten people that we invite, right? Okay. And um, it moves – so the trials are all over the world. And then it moves around, so you have to buy it. It's just like the Olympics. 
So whoever's promoting, whoever's going to put the event on has to purchase the event from the Sheik. Okay, okay. So Mojasim purchased the event from the Sheik um, to put it on in America. And and me and Mo have been friends for quite a while. And he hit me up and was just like, I want to do something special this year. I don't want it. I want it. I want to blow people's minds. And yeah. I was like, fuck, let's do it, <laughs> you know? And <laughs> yeah, so but- I was like, that's all it really took. So I, I walked the venue with him and saw the space, and I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I got it. And uh, yeah. and then it, I, originally I was only supposed to be doing the production of it, and then I looked at, like, how much they spent on shit, and then I just started literally redlining their spreadsheets and tried to save them money because a lot of people don't understand, like, these big organizations like this, like even this one that has backed by, you know, trillionaire oil people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about running it like a proper business so it's sustainable. Because right. if you look at, like, ACB was run by, like, Russian gangsters, you know, and some of the other pro promotions out there that throw money away, like, you know, trying to make a name for themselves. It's great once or twice, and then they go out of business. So kind of them run it like a business and – um making sure that, you know, it's properly marketed, promoted, that we fill the house and put on the best-looking event in history. And that's what our goal is. Yeah, and that's the one. I mean, mean, everything about this event is so first class. Like, you don't even understand, dude. Like, the medals that I made and designed are better than Olympic medals. Like, the title belts are ridiculous. The trophies are insane. The, The... the the fighters are being put up in like a five star hotel, getting like custom meal plans for three. Like we're going so far above and beyond for this event. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that, it's see, gonna be great. I can't wait. That's what I'm talking about. That's what pe- people don't see. That they don't see behind the scenes how you take care of them and stuff like that. But the fighters that are coming, they don't like. I remember it was it was a while back. It probably man, maybe eight years ago. Uh, I saw Andreas Galvao getting ready for Abu Dhabi. And, I mean, that dude, I looked at him and said, holy shit, this guy's you know, in shape. They don't mess around. They get ready for it. They get in shape. They have strength and conditioning coaches and everything, and, and they're coming, you know, to, to well, yeah, do their plus best. They can so, take as many, plus they can take as many steroids as they want. So it's, like, <laughs> see, yeah, it's but, so funny. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not speaking about Andre specifically. Yeah, but yeah. I'm getting photos from these guys that uh, – have fought for me before, and then I get their ADCC photos, and they're all yeah, huge. huge. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. A, I mean, it's I don't a, care, you know. I'm all about yeah. it. I take testosterone like it's going out of style. So uh-huh. like, I think it's it's just funny to me. Like we get it. It's like it's like watching Pride for grappling. You know, it's yes. like there's no rules, just whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, let me tell you something. I'm just, it, for the people listeners, if you want to check it out, it's coming out this way. It's going to be at the Anaheim Convention Center. It's the Abu Dhabi Combat Championship. It's the 2019 World. It's going to be September 28th and 29th. If you want to check it out, you can go to adcombat.com to get all the information. And if you follow Seth on his uh, social media, he keeps everybody up to date uh, on that, especially because I follow him on Facebook, and he puts the lineups, he puts a lot of the matchups that are going on and everything. So if you want to check that out, he puts a lot of information. I, I have no idea when this man sleeps because he's constantly just working, putting stuff up, you know, on there. So you definitely, hey, man, coming from me, I'm telling you, if you go to a fight to win or you go to these Abu Dhabi uh, 
championships or whatever. He puts a lot into it. So that's why we have people like you on the show. I would, to me, if that place is just packed full of people, I'm happy, man, because that's that's what it's all about. So we definitely. Well, want I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Out. We've already sold uh, four thousand tickets. Oh, that, that's a. Well, no, hey, man, I'm not that kidding. Yeah, it just goes to show how how people yeah. it's getting out there. It's really you know coming to the forefront. Yeah. That's that's huge. Well, I Definitely mean, great. everybody everybody's on the show. Everyone yeah. is competing. Yeah, that's that's the like, pinnacle, man. That's where you get anybody who anybody is on the show. The the one forty five yeah. division alone has Mikey Musumeci, Gio, Paulo Miao, Jamil uh, Hill. Um, Nikki was in it, but Nikki Ryan bumped up to the next weight class. Cobrina, like. Everyone, like all the dream matchups that I'd like to put on to fight to win that I can't afford, I get to put on yeah. an ADCC and it's all free. Oh, man. That, <laughs> so, that is awesome. That is awesome. And it'll ADCC be what, it's not about, yeah. It's not about the money, you know, it's about the, it's about, you know, it's like winning the Olympics. Yeah, know? but it'll be well worth it for the people to go and see because you're going to see the best of the best out there. I'm telling you. Well, hey, we definitely look forward to that. Hey, do me a favor. Anything as it gets a little bit closer, uh, maybe we can get you back on so we can talk a little bit more about that too, so we can get those people out there to come and check it out. But for the people listeners, check out Seth Daniels on his on his social media. Uh, he keeps everybody up to date on there. I, I got to tell you, man, a million thank yous for coming on. We really appreciate it. I mean, you're doing good things, man. People need to recognize, you know, that that you, that it takes a lot to do this so that's why we have you on here so we can make sure that it gets out there we definitely look forward to it all right my friend thank you sir thanks for having me have a good day all right you gotta appreciate it seth daniels everybody make sure you check it out got so much going on cody Rhodes, take us to a quick bake we'll be right back after this seth daniels everybody check him out thanks guys That dude, hey, what's going on over there? You got some dog problems going on over there? Yeah, she thinks she's <laughs> heard something, so I had to mute everything. <laughs> well, Sorry. Out there in Arizona, they see prairie dogs? or what's, what's going Yeah, on? she hears the wind <laughs> blow, and she barks at the freaking front door. <laughs> she, she saw a fly or something go by, and is like, hey, what's going on here? I was sitting hey, here today, me... and she's just randomly barking. There's nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they just. Well, you know, Cody Rhodes. They say dogs can feel those earthquakes coming on. So you know, be, be careful. Maybe I'm dealing with trim- forest fires out here. So what we got oh, going geez. on right now? Man, that is that is crazy. But anyways, for the people listening, you're here. You're at on the mat radio with Fabi Chulo. Got my man Cody Rhodes over there. Not only bringing us in and out, but taking care of dogs over there, making sure they don't go nuts. And we just got finished talking to Seth Daniels, huge uh, Cody man. I would love to go to that Abu Dhabi. That's the pinnacle of of nogi grappling. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I heard I heard you mute yourself, but did you hear yeah. what he was saying? And those dudes bulk up on the steroids and they come. Yeah, huge. I know. I, I, I was listening to that. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, deal with no these wonder, guys. No wonder. No wonder. Yeah, and they, dude. But it's. I mean, you know. It's not like 
they they can, but you can't. Everybody, you, you it's an open field, man. Come, uh-huh. bring your best, you know, or whatever. And it's it, it's huge. Kenny Johnson uh, comes down with Covarhinha and those guys, and and you know those guys really. You know, work on the wrestling as well as you know all that stuff. So that that's the pinnacle of it. That's going to be huge, and it's out here. It's going to be at the Hanaheim Convention yeah, Center. So cool. as it gets closer, hopefully we can cover a little bit more. But but do me a favor, go ahead and uh, I shot Chris Brown a text, and we're going to be calling him. Go ahead and give him a call. Hopefully he's ready to go. I'll take a, another swig of water so that I don't kill myself. Okay. Hey, Chris, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, it's beautiful. Real quick for the people listeners, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio. Got your host, Fabi Chulo. And, of course, I got my man, Cody Rhodes, bringing us in and out, taking care of business over there. But on the line with us right now, somebody I've been – I always say this. I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time, but there's so many things going on or whatever and switching days. Chris Bound. Chris, how are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on. It, you know, I want to talk about LFA and, and, and the fight that you had, and I want to talk about, I mean, you've been uh, preparing for fights, and they fell through, and weights, and all that stuff, but before before we get into that, got to, I, you know, I was uh, writing everything down, and the, the, the last time I called your fight for King of the Cage was 2016. That's how long, that's yep. how long ago it's been since <laughs> I've been out there for King of the Cage, but before that... Um, we had went out to Albuquerque to to do the fights for King of the Cage, and um, I call him Junebug is one of the cameramen, Filipino dude. We were coming back. We, now, did you did you or do you still work? Was it Southwest Airlines that you were working for? I used to um, I used to do the uh, baggage claim for the uh, American when you when y'all American. came through. Yeah, yeah and I then, used to work at American was, United. It was funny because <laughs> we saw Chris. And we were talking to him, and then when we got on the plane, um, Junebug was telling me, he goes, hey, man, this dude can fight. He he trains at Jackson Wink. He, he's really good. You know, he's going to be doing some damage. And I was like, yeah, okay. So then I got the call to go to the embassy suites and do the King of the Cage out there, and Chris Brown was booked. So first of all, I, I know because you were getting ready for your fight and everything like that, I know you didn't you didn't see this, but um, – Everybody was there from Jacksonville. They came to see Chris, uh, John Jones, Diego. Oh yeah, it was uh, packed that Everybody night, yeah. was there. So Overeem the first, was there. Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> and it was packed. That place was packed. So yeah, the first thing, yeah. And, and real quick before I get into this, you know, uh, uh, Fit NHB is like literally right down the street from from Jackson Wing. Yeah. And and Same they like oh over there. yeah, they're trying to say oh there's this big rivalry and all that, but. John Judy, who is the promoter for King of the Cage, I, uh, I said, hey, isn't Chris Brown from Jackson? He goes, hey, man, when there's good fighters, I don't care where they're from. They're going to put on a good fight. That's why I booked this kid, you know, and all that. Yep. So they know they know who can fight. They don't care where you're from. If you're going to come put on a good fight, they're going to book exactly. you. Exactly. So, yeah, so um, a- anyways, everybody's there. Chris is getting ready to fight. Um, uh, the first announcement that I have to make is, you know, no flash photography, no videotaping because it's going to be on Mav TV and all this stuff. So when Chris comes out, everybody stands up. So John Jones and Diego, they're like in the third row. And John's got his phone out and he's taping them. As he's co- and John Judy comes over to him and goes, hey, man, go tell him to put his phone down. And I look and it's John Jones. And I go, man, I'm not going to – I go, you tell him. He goes, no, you tell him. And then I go – and he goes, forget it. And we just <laughs> – that's – that's the first right. time I saw Tell him in John person. To put that, yeah, yeah he used a, to come to all that's of my a fights big dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he taped the whole thing. We didn't tell him shit. But anyways, so <laughs> so you had the fight, and, and it was against it was Duke City, bam, way back in 2016, and you fought a dude named JJ Holloway, and it was yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a knockdown, drag out, back and forth fight. You end up winning a three round decision or whatever. So I make the announcement. And, you know, uh, everybody's getting ready to get out the ring. So I see uh, Winkle John, and I go, hey, man, I go, that was a pretty good. And he goes, you know what, that was a good test for Chris. He said, that's a good test. You know, he had to pull out all his, uh, uh, everything he had in his toolbox and stuff. He goes, and that's going to make him a better fighter. And I thought, yeah, hey, man, this guy knows what he's talking about, you know. So I never forgot that because it seems like, you know, when you come from a place like Jackson Wink, they, they, you know, they, they watch and they, hey, man, this is what this guy needs to improve on or whatever. So then I haven't seen you in ages since then because I haven't worked for right. for quite some time. But I've always kept up. And then when I saw oh, Chris Brown's fighting at LFA, I got to check it out. So, you know, big fight um, for LFA in Atlanta, which was last Friday. And it was yeah. a, it was a uh, I just got home from work. I just uh, turned the TV on. The first round was just about to end, so I saw a little bit of the first round, and then of course I saw the second round. And man, dude, I mean that that knee is what started. I mean, you just came flying across, boom, and he was shook after that. I knew it was yeah. <laughs> it was he, be he ducked at the right. He, he ducked at the perfect time because I had a time. Yeah, he ducked right. He ducked at the right moment. That's when I went over him, and I was like. All right, I just went over him, got to readjust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, first of all, before before we get into talking about that, um, did I mean did uh, Ed Sorres or was it Mark Bieri or whatever give you a call? Hey, bro, you know we want to book this fight. Did you get called last minute? Tell us a little bit about how all that fight came mm-hmm. about. You know, um, LFA has been trying to match me since last summer. Uh-huh. Um, they've they've been trying to get somebody to fight me. They've been through. You know, they went through 10 cities where they couldn't match me at all when nobody was signing a contract with me. You know, Yimmy was the first guy who actually, you know, they offered a fight, and he actually signed the contract right away. So, uh, yeah. you know, I was just really excited about that. I was like, you know, the, uh, I've only had one other opponent actually sign and show up before. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was super excited about that. Yeah, because you, you've had a few fights that were scheduled and some fell through. I know with uh, okay. the Crookshank. Yeah, yeah, for this year, where I had to cut weight. Like, I went out to Detroit, flew out there, cut weight twice. Crookshank oh. uh, got scared after weigh-ins over one pound. Because there was wow. a faulty scale at the LA Fitness in Detroit, and I, and I left my personal scale at the room. So the, mm-hmm. the LA Fitness scale said I was on point. So I went back to my room, and it said I was five pounds over. So I called Damn. him. I called the promoter, and I was like, "Hey, I'm five pounds over. I'm still cutting." He was like, "Hey, just come over here and weigh in, and we'll give you two hours to cut." So I show up, got five pounds over, and they they're complaining, they're complaining, and then so they're like, "All right, go to give you two hours." So an hour and a half goes by, and they're complaining, crying about, "Oh no, we're not gonna wait any longer. We're not gonna wait." So I show, show back up on one pound over. And then they make a whole big old scene talking about, oh, this is bullshit. You're, you're a professional. This isn't, this isn't what we agreed to. Just started making all kinds of excuses. And, you know, we're the, head, we're the main event on just Fight Pass. Yeah. And then, so he's like, all right, well, come back tomorrow at one sixty at 5 o'clock before the fight or I won't fight you. Wink was like, that's dumb. He's like, that's, that's just ridiculous for them to say yeah. you cover three pounds. 
So, you know, we were first we were like, No, we're not gonna do it, we're not gonna do it unless they do sixty five but then, you know, I told the promoter, you know what? I was like, forget it. I'm I'm gonna show up at one sixty tomorrow and I'm gonna I'm gonna beat his ass. And so I cut I rehydrated and I cut another eight pounds the next day and showed up at one sixty and with, uh, when I got there, I jumped on the scale. The promoter shook my hand, and he went and got Darren. Darren comes back and sees me on the scale and starts sleeping. He's like, oh, I'm not fighting yeah. um, uh, I got rid of that deal a long time ago. <laughs> he didn't want to fight, man. He definitely has a lot of no shit fight. to go through. Yeah. yeah. Then, then goes into the crowd trying to lie, saying I'm seven pounds over. And then gets in the cage talking about, oh, my God, was you know, he was a little overweight, but we're professionals here. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to fight because my team said I shouldn't fight a guy with a significant weight advantage. Why how the hell do I have a significant weight advantage? Well, I was yeah. only one pound over, and then I cut weight again the next day. So, yeah, he's, he's just – and then they got married like his coach. Uh, Tim yeah. Means ran into his coach in Vegas, and his, his coach – Telling the same lie, oh, I'm just seven pounds over, and all this other nonsense. Like, yeah, they're they're just punks over there. Yeah, that's just he just didn't want to fight. That's a lot of shit to yeah, go through he was for all he that. Yeah, he when he seen me, it must have just thought you weren't gonna do it. That you're just gonna say forget it or whatever. And when yeah, exactly. Get, Nobody <laughs> there. Nobody there thought I was gonna come back at one sixty the next day. They're they're like nobody in there thought I was gonna be there. And I showed up at one sixty. So everybody that was there from the night before was like, "Are you serious? Like, are are you really not gonna take this fight?" Like everybody in the back was just like bewildered because we're just sitting here like, "You made that big old thing about fighting me, and then I cut weight again, and I come over here and you're talking about you don't fight, like in your hometown, the main event on Fight Pass, like yeah, well, crazy, especially." Especially fighting in LFA now, I mean, I, I don't think you're going to be able to fly under the radar anymore because that's a – see, this is this is what I'm talking about. I, I, I pay a lot of cable. I pay almost $200 a month in cable because I got to have everything because I want to see every right. fight. So when you're, when you're fighting on Access TV, hey, man, I come home from work, I turn the TV on, bam, there you are. I don't have to go yes. buy an app. You know, and exactly. Go, go, that's go why I was so happy. I was like, yeah. I'm really so, on national television, so, you know. I was like, nobody got to download no app. You ain't got to pay for nothing. You can yeah, you, turn the TV on and watch me. So you right, know, I then, had to take advantage of that opportunity yeah, and, you know, show them the way and, I did. Yeah, and that's what gets you guys out there. That's what I'm talking about. People see, and especially for a company, company like that. Ed Soros doesn't like to say he's the feeder system for UFC, but when they see you fight and true. you do well, they're going to see you and you're going to go up there. So uh, that's why I thought it was great. So I was like, I was so, I was like, yeah, man, and, you know, he looked really good. Boom, hit him with the knee, finished him off on the floor. That was that was awesome. So now people are going to be like, damn, now we're going to have to either watch out for this guy or I want to fight this guy because that's going to tell me up a little bit higher. So after after everything's done, do does Bieri or Ed Soros come up and say, Hey man, that was a great fight. You know, we maybe want to put you later or do you put that in the hands of Oh yeah, Michael they've, John they've been in contract already. They've they've oh. uh, they've been in contract with our manager. They were trying to get me to fight on the August second in Dallas. Like they were trying to get Ooh. me to turn around on like uh, two weeks. Yeah. But uh <laughs> they would um I would have been down to do it if it would have been a catch weight, but they wanted me to get back down to 55. And, you know, I just did a yeah. catch weight for this Jimmy dude. And, yeah. Uh, 
that 160. So I was like, if I'm fighting in two weeks, you know, I'll do it at 160, but they want to be at 55. And I'm like, I saw my manager. He's like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm 184 right now. I'm like, Ain't no way I'm getting to 55 in two weeks. Yeah. Healthy anyway. Yeah, you'll be depleting yourself, and we want you at 100 yeah. percent, man. So that makes yeah, exactly. that makes I'm, sense. See, Wink's like, yeah, no more, no more nonsense fights. It's <laughs> like they're doing everything the right way because you yeah, know see, that's what, full advantage. Yeah, and Chris, that's what people don't see. You know, they just see the finished product. They don't see that. Well, I'm 185, but they want me to fight on this day, so I got to cut this much. And you know, and a lot of that stuff yep. goes behind the scenes too. If the weight isn't right, they got to switch the contracts, and you're sitting there for hours. Yeah, this was that finished. dude just did. He changed the weight to 160. Yeah, he yeah. talks about he wanted to be at 155, but he'd never made 55 before. So that was his yeah. first time making 160. So yeah, was, it's uh, a, I was like. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to well, well, real quick for the people listeners, you're here. You're at on the mat radio with Fabi Chulo. Got my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now, Chris Brown, huge win over at LFA in Atlanta. It was a second round TKO over Yemi. Uh, the last name was what? Aruwale. I can't remember what. Yeah, Aruwale or something. Or, like, something yeah, like that. it was. So, um, you know, uh, training at Jackson Wink or whatever. This is this is my my feeling or whatever. You you train with people like. Over there, uh, that's just it's like iron sharpens iron. You're training with some, some exactly. good people out there, and then there's been a lot of slack because Diego said he left because they're not spending enough time with them. But to me, um, there's so many you can't fighters. Spend time and there's with so many that doesn't show up. <laughs> yeah, well, plus, well, plus, there's so many fighters that have fights. It must be hard for for um, you know Jackson and you know, Michael John to be like, like people you know, will like Diego. Diego, you know they. They went out of their way, you know, to make time for Diego because Diego's Diego, and you know, he's, yeah, he's gonna be on his own time. He's gonna show up when he shows up. It's like yeah. they schedule an appointment with him, and you know, Diego's on his Diego stuff, so he doesn't show up when he when he's supposed to show up. So he can't. And then you know, I know he's just going through a lot right now. Yeah. One of the, the the title fights. I know he was. You know, he's been on his rants about, you know, wanting to fight for a title again. So, yeah. you know, I think it was just a lot going on, and he just needed some space. You know, he does he does this. He did it before. He left and went to, you know, um, San Diego, you know. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then came back. So we just wink like, yeah, we just say Diego's on vacation right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, so like, take you for instance. You got a big fight fight coming up at LFA or whatever. Do they say, okay, look, we're gonna um, fit you in for boxing at this time, and then you're gonna work with Greg Jackson at this time? Is that how it works, or do is it all the same um, class, or how does that they, work? They work. They work. Uh, they work their privates. Like we do. I do the uh, the classes. Wink and Greg they teach classes during the week. So you know, I'm in there in those classes, and then we have our yeah. um, me and we and Wink are really close. So, yeah. You know, we'll work we'll work two to three privates a week, you know, just me and him working on our stuff and then me and Greg we get together like once or twice a week and we work on he has me little little things that he has me working on, introducing new moves to me and things like that and I get to go, you know, they have to go practice like here. Uh, especially Greg, he loves working with me because he's like, you know, I can teach you things that I can't show everybody else. Like you're the only person who could do these things. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so, see, uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about, man. I mean, it's you know you got to make time, and every you know everybody's got to get their time in and everything like that. Because it's not mm-hmm. like there's two. Or three and I'm people super in that flexible. Team. I'm yeah. super flexible, so I'm always like, I always tell Coach Wink, I'm like, you just let me know when you can squeeze me in, 
Like, um, and he really appreciates that. I'm, I'm always there to help, you know, like colleagues, yeah. anything they yeah. need. I'm always there on call uh, to drill, to, uh, you know, I emulate everybody for her. So yeah. I get her ready for all the fights and everything. So, you know, because, you know, I can take care of her. I don't let my ego get to me. And I'm yeah, there to make yeah. her work. I'm not there to hurt her. And we're just trying, yeah. to, we're trying to work, you know, make each other better. So it always just helps. Iron does sharp as iron, so it like helps me develop my skills, helping her yeah. and all yeah. the other guys get ready for their camps. Yeah, I, you know that that's what I'm talking about. You know, iron sharpens iron. You're working with those people every day. You know, and, and it's good that there's people like a family atmosphere where there's people that you can you very, know trust very, stuff very, like that. Very, yeah, it makes it makes yeah, a big we're difference. Yeah, very family oriented up to do. Well. Let me tell you something. I know not just because you're on the show and because, you know, I've I've seen you, you know, I'm a big believer in paying dues. I think anybody who just gets yep. shot right up to the spotlight is, isn't is going to do that well. But you, amateur fights, yeah, yeah, work, yeah, for sure. Working at, at King of the Cage, doing your fights there, having that hard three-round fight, you know, just made you better. And then, you know, you went pro, had your, and then the call came from LFA, bam, you were ready to go. So yep. I'm telling you, I think it's just a matter of time, you know, till you hit that, yep, that big exactly. time. Especially to develop the 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 striking the way that I've developed it. You know, after right. that fight, now now people are talking about, oh, we want to see what he does against the referee. You know, not even realizing <laughs> that I'm a wrestler. Yeah, that's always <laughs> so, gonna come about. There's always gonna lost. be critics and that's all that. So lost, I'm like, you, you guys do know that I'm a state champion and a wrestler. Like that, <laughs> my that is the reason that I throw crazy kicks is because I don't care about. You know, getting taken down like I yeah. my takedown defense is amazing. So I don't, I can take the risk of throwing these wild kicks or doing some of the wild things that I do. You yeah. know, and uh, and I took it. And this last fight was real light. I didn't really, I didn't have to go too hard. Uh, yeah. I was like real relaxed in there. Uh, never really had like a real sense of urgency. Uh, I knew yeah. he wasn't going to be able to strike with me just from watching his films. Um, yeah. I knew. Said no, just take my time. Just pick my shot. Yeah, you can. Uh, I would open you, up. Yeah, you could tell you were relaxed and 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 you know, went out there and, and did your thing. Well, there's no substitute for experience. You know what I mean? They just keep you get these right. different looks and stuff like that, and it just works to your advantage. Well, hey man, do me a favor. Once you get you know that fight, the uh, the next fight or whatever, just shoot me a text or whatever. And let me know so we can promote it on here because I want those Definitely. people to see those fights, man, and and give that support and and you know for people like me who work hard for their money, if you're gonna pay pay for a ticket. You want to see somebody like you Chris want to Brown see because, show. Exactly. yeah, because it's going to nobody's you're gonna get doing you, the stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree 100%, man. And so, hey, especially for myself and Cody Rhodes, we wish you all the best of luck in the world. Hopefully, if uh, King of the Cage, John Judy, please, uh, I'd like to get back out there. If I go out there for King of the Cage, you're definitely going to drop by the gym uh, just to check out some of the, yeah, the training and stuff like that for sure. Out, you know. Yeah, and, and uh, see Chris Brown in person and, and check him out. So, for the people yeah. listeners, Check Chris Brown on. I follow him on his uh, Facebook and his social media. Um, it's what is it, Breezy? Um, for your other Twitter uh, handle and stuff. Yeah, my uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat is Chris Breezy MMA. Check me out. 
MMA. Okay, perfect for sure. What I say? I say Chris Sanders. I'm gonna say Chris Brown. Uh, I'm, I'm all over the place, man. But I definitely I got it written down. So when the people shoot me the, the emails and stuff like that, I'll make sure that they follow you on all your social media. Awesome. So, awesome. hey, best of luck to you, my friend. It's not like you didn't deserve it, man. You. And it's not like I you didn't put in the work. So whatever oh, yeah, you put into it is yeah is what you're gonna get out of it. So that's why you exactly. are where you're at today, man. So we appreciate exactly. it. Uh, I'll talk to you Thank soon, you. my friend, for sure. Hey, for sure. Once you get that fight signed, just shoot me a text or email, yes, message, whatever, you. and we'll promote it on here. So Chris Brown, everybody, make sure you check him out. Cody Rhodes, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back to wrap everything up after this. Chris Brown, everybody, make sure you check him out. All right. That Chris Brown, huh? Are you are you there, Cody Rhodes? Uh, I forgot I sneezed. <laughs> Did you and, mute uh, yourself from, again? <laughs> yeah, I, I sneezed hey, and I was like, uh oh. You kind of get what I'm talking about, Cody. You know, paying your dues and experience for and stuff sure. like that. There's, there's, yeah, there's no substitute for that. And that when I saw him and I called that fight on King of the Cage, that was like a three round war. And and it's funny because I that uh, John Winkle. John came up to me and, and he said that he goes that's a good test for this kid man because you know if every fight's easy then uh-huh. you know it's a, you don't get to see these different lists. so it, it made sense so I think it's going to be great for him but man Seth Daniels probably got off the phone with us and was right back to work yeah, or no. whatever because he's got yeah he's got so much going on so definitely thank the both of them for for coming on and uh, you know, talking about that. Uh hopefully I could go check out those Abu Dhabi combat championships because that's huge, man. That's the that's the big one. I definitely would like to check that out. So we definitely thank him for that. And of course, Cody Rhodes for doing all the work, uh getting us in and out and stuff like that. If it wasn't for him, none of this would be possible. Are you um fully acclimated to your surroundings now out there in Arizona? I I'm pretty good. I actually um upgraded the the laptop a little bit today so that uh-huh. we could have some nice quality uh internet speed so I got some nice quality internet coming through it to help. Yeah, and I today. saw I saw they they have some MMA fights coming out like pretty close to where you live. Yeah. I was actually yeah, I was just looking at that. There's a MMA fight. It's called Shoot. I just had it up here. It's uh, called shoot. Is it a shoot fight? Yeah, it's a shoot fight. They shoot. <laughs> they shoot you. And you have but to it's fight. out there in in Prescott, right? Prescott Valley. Yeah, it's at the wow. Finland Toyota Center, and uh-huh. it's fifteen bucks. It's called FF WFF. Uh-huh. And it looks like you know, pretty pretty. Standard. It's called World Fighting Federation. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to check it out. I know you sent me the link or whatever. I'm going to check it out. Maybe we can have them on here and uh, talk a little bit about their fights because even the small promotions out there in Prescott, man, we want to get them out here. Because regardless of how big or how small it is, man, it, the prep and all that stuff that goes into it is, is a lot. So definitely have to check that out. Now, the big question is, 
is oh. Ink and Beard Designs up and fully running? Because I saw Shanti put some stuff out. Is it is because Christmas is right around the corner? Yeah, um, she is actively working on some cups right now. So she's got a shit ton right now, and um, she probably will be getting a few more for her birthday. So as as Christmas gets closer, it should get uh, a little busier too, right? Um, we're hoping that would be great yeah. if it got a lot busier. of pumpkin, <laughs> a lot of pumpkin spice uh, cups and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> pumpkin people, spice people don't for want sure. To do that, but, hey, well, it, it, you know, I've seen some of the stuff and it's pretty cool. I liked it. I liked those lamps that had all the like the uh, horror movie things on them and stuff uh-huh. like that. I thought that was pretty cool. So the people can go to Ink and Beard Designs on Facebook, or I can, even though you've told me a hundred times, it, it takes me forever to remember. Yeah, it's just Ink and Beard Designs on Facebook um, okay. or Instagram. Yeah, sure. check out some of the stuff. Check out some of the stuff that she put up there. It's pretty cool. And you can go to Cody Anderson and check him mm-hmm. out. He's got all his stuff going on there, helping me with the show. And you can go yep. to Fabi Chulo on Facebook and and yep. Insta- uh, Instagram and all that stuff. So make sure you check it out uh, right there. Um, I got a lot of people that want to come on the show next Thursday, so I got to get Ooh. it out there because people people keep looking for the show on Wednesday. So don't forget, yeah. it's Thursday. We'll put everything out there so people can remember that it's on Thursday. So, Cody Rhodes, I will see you next Thursday, and we'll be good to go, right? Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Well, get us the heck out of here, and I will see you uh, next Thursday, my man. Sounds good. See you later. All right, bro. A million thank yous. Uh, no problem. No problem.